Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Nikolai Humphreys. Joining me on the line to discuss a paper on cystic fibrosis is Mike Boyle, Associate Professor of Medicine at John Hopkins Adult CF Program. Mike, welcome to the show. Nikolai, thank you very much for this opportunity. I look forward to telling you about our, our project. Well, I have a few questions to ask you, and I'm going to go straight into it and ask you the first one. If you could give us a bit of background, could you set the scene? What was the rationale behind this study? Absolutely. So, you know, cystic fibrosis is caused by a problem with a chloride channel, which lines most of the the tubes of our bodies, um, and particularly the lungs. And when this chloride channel doesn't work correctly, it leads to chronic infection, chronic scarring of the lungs, and to the shortened life that we know characterizes uh, cystic fibrosis with patients living uh, basically into their 30s, late 30s, unfortunately now because of this problem. In the past, all medications have really focused on trying to treat infection, meaning lots of antibiotics, or treating the thick mucus that comes from the the dehydrated airways when this chloride channel doesn't work well. Interestingly, over the last couple of years, for the first time, we've had an opportunity to be able to treat the underlying cause of cystic fibrosis. That means to not just treat mucus and infection, but to actually try to fix the chloride channel, which controls that liquid layer in our lungs, which really is the underlying problem in CF. So the, the, the background on this uh, study and sort of the rationale for it is that we wanted a medication that would treat that underlying problem. Recently, we'd had success with a very small subset of patients, about 4% of patients, using a, a drug called Ivacaftor that turns on that chloride channel in cystic fibrosis, at least in a subset of patients with cystic fibrosis, restores that liquid layer of the lungs and has actually been shown to dramatically improve lung function in these patients. The problem is it was a small subset, and really what we wanted to be able to do is to do something similar in the most common type of cystic fibrosis, something called F508-DEL, the, the, the typical genes, which about 90% of patients with cystic fibrosis carry at least one of these uh, F508-DEL genes, and 50% carry two. So obviously, if we were going to make a big difference in these patients, we needed to try to figure out a way to treat the chloride channel in this group. So the the, the background for this project is that we had a new drug called Lumacaftor, which would allow us to treat this most common type uh, of cystic fibrosis, which is a little more complicated. Without getting too much into it, the bottom line is that previously the treatments had been for those patients who the chloride channel was sitting up at the surface but wasn't turned on or wasn't able to open up. The most common type of cystic fibrosis has two problems, though. One is that the channel doesn't open very well, but the other is that it actually doesn't make its way through the cell up to the surface. So this project, this this paper that we've published, tells the results of a study looking at a combination of two drugs, one called Lumacaftor, which helps that cystic fibrosis channel move up to the surface, and it's the most common type of CF in combination with Ivacaftor, this already approved drug that opens up the channel. And the rationale and sort of the hypothesis on this is that by using this combination, we could get the channel up to the surface, turn that channel on, restore the liquid layer in this most common type of cystic fibrosis, and, and, and hopefully decrease the frequency that they're sick and improve their lung function. Thanks, Mike. Could you tell me now about the key findings, what they were, and how they're going to affect clinical management of CF patients? 
Sure. So uh, there's a couple of very key findings, although I would say that because this is a phase two study, it's too early to say that it's going to affect the clinical management. But what it does is it shows us the direction for where we're going to be going for future therapies and, and really therapies which will treat the underlying cause of cystic fibrosis. So the key finding, the key take-home message is that this is the first paper um, and the first study to show that we can potentially treat the underlying problem in cystic fibrosis and the most common type of cystic fibrosis, those F508-DEL homozygotes that I mentioned before. So that's really the, the key take-home message. And so the specifics on this, again, this is a phase two study with a sort of a long, complicated study with a couple different parts. But the, the overall design was to start by taking Lumicaftor by itself, that drug which helps the chloride channel make its way through the cell up to the surface, and study Lumicaftor by itself for the first section of the study. In, in cohort one, we did that for the first 14 days. In cohorts two and three, we actually did Lumicaftor by itself for 28 days. So we could see how much effect of Lumicaftor by itself had. The second portion of each of these studies, those patients had the second drug, Ivacaftor, added in. So in the first part of cohort one, that was just for seven days. In the longer uh, cohorts two and three, it was for an additional 28 days. So um, 28 days of Lumicaftor alone and then 28 days of Lumicaftor and Ivacaftor together. And the whole point of this was to try to figure out whether or not this combination could make a difference in a couple of key endpoints. One would be sweat chloride, the uh, way of measuring uh, cystic fibrosis channel function in the skin. Another is safety, because as a phase two, we want to make sure that this would be a combination that could be tolerated if we wanted to move ahead to a, a, a phase three uh, trial. And then the last and probably the, the key part for us was, was there any evidence that it improves lung function? Because in cystic fibrosis, lung function is the most important thing. And I'll tell you the, the, the quick summary of each of those areas. The bottom line is that this study showed that the combination did have a significant effect on sweat chloride, improving sweat chloride compared to placebo, that there was maybe not quite as much of an effect on sweat chloride as we anticipated, particularly because we saw a pretty uh, significant effect on lung function, and that's really the exciting part for us. So we saw that during the combination period of Ivacaftor and Lumacaftor in these patients over 28 days, that at the higher doses, one of those was a 600 milligram a day dose of the Lumacaftor, one was 400 milligrams twice a day, that lung function improved about 7.7% measured by FEV1 during that time period. And that suggests to us that that combination therapy can make a big, potentially make a big difference in our patients in terms of their lung function. The last part of this is obviously the safety part. And the overall, the adverse events were very comparable compared to placebo, suggesting this could be well tolerated. There were a sub, uh, was a subset of patients, um, about 10%, who noticed an initial sense of some chest tightness when they first took this. Although, interestingly, that was a group that oftentimes it did, did well over the period of the study in terms of improving lung function, which that's something we're going to have to continue to, to monitor as we do further phase three studies. But overall, it was a, a, a somewhat of a landmark study saying that we could potentially treat the underlying cause in these um, patients with the most common type of cystic fibrosis. Thanks. You've already alluded to this somewhat, but could I get you to expand on what these results mean for the future of personalized therapies in cystic fibrosis? 
Well, Nikolai, I think Nikolai, I think this gives us uh, points us in the direction that says that treatment of the underlying cause of cystic fibrosis is not just for a small subset of patients, but it can be used potentially for the most common type of cystic fibrosis. So as I said before, therapy in the past has tended to focus more on treating infection and treating uh, thickened mucus. The future of therapy in cystic fibrosis is going to be extremely personalized as it'll probably be one of the, the diseases that will be pointed to as an example of personalized medicine. And that's because the treatment is going to depend on your genotype, the type of cystic fibrosis you have. There's actually 2,000 or nearly 2,000 different mutations which can cause cystic fibrosis. And it's really important for caregivers in the future to be able to know what type of cystic fibrosis their patients have because the appropriate therapy is going to depend on their genotype. Um, and so obviously a great example of, of personalized medicine uh, in the future. Thanks, Mike. I'm really interested to get your ideas on what you think the next research priority for the field will be. Well, this trial was designed specifically to allow us to be able to move forward with a phase three if there was supportive data. And the data are clearly supportive of, of having moved ahead to a phase three. That phase three trial has been ongoing, is wrapping up. We'll actually be able to have some of those results this summer that would, would tell us about whether or not this uh, combination, which is really sort of studied for the first time in, in, in the manuscript that we, we we're publishing uh, now, whether or not this is something that will be a therapy which will become a standard of care for individuals with cystic fibrosis, the most common type of cystic fibrosis in, in the future. I think the other thing that I'll mention is that I've, I talked about how the focus of this trial in many ways was these homozygous F508-DEL patients. There was a subset studied in, the, in, in this study that um, had just one F508-DEL mutation, what are called compound heterozygotes, so didn't, don't have two copies but just a single. This represents an important part of the population, and they, in this study, did not demonstrate as much benefit as compared to those, the, the homozygote patients. So another area of future study is going to be trying to figure out whether or not this combination at a different dose or maybe a different drug will be needed for those patients who are heterozygotes, meaning they carry just one of these mutations. But if we can look at the results of this upcoming phase three study to, to know about this future treatment for the most common and then do some more studies down the road for these heterozygotes, we'd have potential to address the, the majority of patients with cystic fibrosis with something that treats the underlying cause rather than just treats the symptoms. Mike Boyle, exciting times ahead by all accounts. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me at the Lancet Respiratory Medicine. Thank you, Nikolai. It's been a pleasure.